No, you see, that's absolutely impossible. No, no, it's not. It's it's not possible. No, I do. I do not. I do not have an Irish uncle that's a multimillionaire that would have left me anything. No, that's no. It's you do know this is a phone booth you're calling. Yeah. Uh, Okay. If you have a few million, you can throw it my way. But in the meantime, no. It's a no. I I don't have anybody like that in my family. No, no. Unless there's a Nigerian prince or two kicking around, perhaps. Uh, I gotta go. I I have work to do. Okay. Bye. Oh, it never stops. It just it just never stops. Welcome to the 411, fueled by Gales Gas Bars Limited. Uh, this is episode three. We are powered by WeStream. As a matter of fact, WeStream is helping we walk down the uh, the uh, street right now. Got a great show for you today. We're going to be bringing it to you live, as we have done for the last couple of weeks, from Fiddler's Poor House at 149 St. Paul. We are partnering, as, uh, partnering as always, with uh, Niagara 411. And uh, boy, it's been a pretty active week since we talked last. And we'll get to some of those things that are going on. We have some special guests for you uh, to. Uh, interact with today uh, as well and we'll tell you a little bit more about who's going to be on the show in just a bit and uh, there's our uh, Fiddler's uh, Poor House location right here so if you will uh, just bear with me I'm going to pop in here we're going to get ready for the show and uh, we'll get it underway thanks oh nice and cool in here what a beautiful day man it's just terrific. Uh, we've had some really great weather around Niagara over the last little while. We got to get uh, a little bit uh, hooked up here, by the way, because we're going to need, pardon my back, uh, or whatever view you're getting at the moment. Uh, this is uh, Kevin, and he's going to get me all fixed up here so that when we have you on the air, we can, we can hear you. And that's really important because I'm a terrible lip reader. And uh, did I wear a good enough shirt there, Kevin? You all right? Uh, <laughs> okay, mate. This is uh, awesome. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I guess I don't need these anymore right now. What an absolutely spectacular day. Welcome to the June 29th version, episode three of, um, I'll just try to tuck this thing back in there, uh, of the 411. And... Um, we have got uh, three guests for sure coming on the program today. We're going to be talking with Barbara Intine of Victoria Fireworks. Of course, it's Canada Day on uh, Wednesday. What can you and can't you do where you live as far as celebrating Canada Day when it comes to fireworks, etc.? Most public displays are going to be off for uh, obvious reasons, even though we're in phase two here of the whole COVID recovery thing in Niagara. That doesn't include large gatherings at fireworks displays and things like that. So Barbara from Victoria Fireworks is going to be here. Um, a lot of conversation over the last little while about uh, defunding police forces so that other agencies could use that money to uh, go on calls involving mental health situations and those kinds of situations. Um, Darcy Patrick is going to be joining us. He's an author, he's a public speaker, and uh, he's one who found himself very, very close to the edge at one time and pulled himself back and uh, just, a, just a real inspiration to, to chat with and we'll get his perspective on uh, 
just his. Um, he's not speaking for any official organization or anything like that on mental health and Niagara and COVID and all that stuff and maybe touch on his uh, perspective of uh, all this policing and mental health things that are in the in the news. Uh, just one man's perspective. Canadian Motorsport Hall of Famer Eric Thomas is also going to be joining us and we're going to be talking about that family entertainment enterprise meeting racing in Niagara. That'll be coming up a little later in the program as well. Let's start right off and get right into this because there were a lot of stories over the last few days. This one happened just yesterday at about 1245-ish, somewhere in that um, realm. An amber alert, all of our uh, phones went off. It was, it was actually fairly humorous at the time in the fact that I happened to be at a practice facility with a golf club in my hand and everybody's golf bags were uh, all at the same time and we were checking for the Amber Alert and it turned into this. There was a six-year-old boy believed to be in the company of his father and there was somehow in the story it was mentioned that there was a, a gun involved. You can tell we are uh, pretty much outside here on St. Paul Street. Uh, 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 didn't now, know there was going to be a motorbike rally. No. Uh, the good news However, uh, is the fact that it wasn't too long afterward that uh, this young man was was found safe and sound, and um, the alarm, uh, the Amber Alert was was ended. So that was uh, that was really a good thing. Now, obviously, not really at this point in time knowing all of the ins and outs of the story and I guess that's okay we don't really have to it's their lives and it's uh, personal I suppose but this is one of those cases where whether in actual fact the child was uh, in any sort of danger or not the Amber Alert was very very effective it happened quickly it was over quickly and it was over successfully, which is what this whole thing was designed for in the first place. Was it just a domestic dispute that used the Amber Alert process? It's Monday delivery time in downtown St. Catharines. Also utility time. That was electric going by, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Everybody got their power on? I never thought trucks were that loud. Uh, they always seem louder when you're on the on some sort of broadcast though, don't they? Uh, anyway, to come back, uh, that, was, uh, that is uh, Deshaun, I believe the young, uh, young fellow's name was. Uh, Deshaun Mitchell, I believe was, uh, was his name, or is his name, sorry. And he's, uh, he's good, uh, safe and sound, and that's just terrific. There was another uh, video that hit Niagara 411. It came from somebody's dash cam. Is that right, Kevin? The, uh, the, talking about this bicycle thing? Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah. Sorry, turn on my mic here. Yeah. There was an accident, I think, in Niagara Falls, and somebody caught it on their dash cam. And when you say caught it, they were not the car that collided with the bicycle. Yeah. They were just coming up to the intersection, and their dash cam happened yeah. to grab it. So let's see if we can pull that up. It's in Niagara Falls. I forget the exact intersection. And, and we realize there's always a lot of debate about uh, the interaction of bicycles and automobiles on the streets and there are arguments on both sides as to who does what to whom and why. Uh, in this case it's pretty clear. Uh, we'll run the video a couple of times for you once Kevin gets it ready um, and it's very very clear exactly who is at fault at uh, 
at this time. Do we know what in, what intersection that was, Kevin? I can't remember. No, I can't remember right now either, Lee. But it's it's just uh, horrible if you're a cyclist to watch this. It's like, oh my goodness, and I'm not even sure what the what the condition of the cyclist is either. I'm not sure. Now that Amber Alert had everybody just kind of worried yesterday because it goes off on the radio, it goes off on everybody's cell oh, yeah. phones. At the time, it seemed like a it seemed like maybe a domestic dispute. There were comments on Niagara 411 indicating that it was the father and son. Yeah. And he's obviously separated from the the mother of Deshaun. The mom, yeah. And the mom's boyfriend had a gun on the premises. And as such, he refused to drop Deshaun off. And, well, therein, therein lies the debate. And, and the debate right. was, was rapid, and it was heated in the comments of Niagara 411 about what you would do. What you would do as a parent. Would you drop off your child into a home where you knew that there was a gun? Exactly. Would you call this an abduction, or, or would you call this a move to make sure that your child is removed from a potentially uh, violent situation or it's just something that had a hint of danger to it for sure um i think most parents would would answer yeah i i would get him away from there if i could so if here Lee, let's uh let's get that that video going yeah, that you okay. wanted to see so here we go and you got to see it a couple of times yeah yeah watch this there's the bike there's the car boom and if you're just watching the street, you see, of course, the bike smack into the side of the car. One might think it's the cyclist's fault, but look at the lights. Look at the traffic lights. Oh my, they're red. And with a little bit of a tint from a distance, they're red all the way through the video. So basically, we have an automobile here that runs a red light. Just scooch right through. The bike had a green and there you go so boom and then it turns then it turns green now maybe the car was anticipating who knows what they were anticipating and look you see these samaritans get out right away yeah oh, now ho hopefully the cyclist was okay it looked like he got up and um there was also a big debate over the weekend uh, actually, it wasn't over the weekend. I think this happened way uh, back on Tuesday, a couple of days after we finished our uh, episode two of the 411, uh, that uh, scooters were the big topic of conversation because there were a couple of scooter involved or elect or e-bikes. Uh, I'm not exactly sure of the, the vehicle in question exactly what they were but they were these e-bike scooter type things and scooters like a vespa or something like that you've got to have them licensed and you have to have insurance and think like a car like a motorcycle the the e-bikes not so much and there is such a back and forth and a lot of misunderstanding too about what regulations are in place for e-bikes uh, again there's no license required for them there's no insurance required for them and it creates an awful lot of debate uh, all around Niagara and elsewhere as well as to what the uh, what the scooter situation should be or e-bikes for the lack of a better yeah, word. There was this one here Lee yeah. at uh, First Street and 4th Ave so right in front of Harvest Barn. Yeah. Now with 
Merritt, is it, uh, what is it, the, the, the bridge, sorry, I got Merrittville, is it Merrittville? No, I'm thinking Merrittville Highway, my apologies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the one that goes up to Antipastos, right by Shoppers Drug Mart, that bridge is closed. So right. now everybody that lives in the Grapeview area is being funneled over by Harvest Barn, and that intersection is getting bogged down. Super busy. There was a collision with an e-bike, and apparently he suffered quite an injury, and people were posting some graphic photos, and kudos to Nick. Behind Niagara Taking the photos down. Yeah, yeah he was. Uh, he had a, a head injury that was fairly severe. And, and then there was another fall with an e-bike, a collision in Niagara Falls. I think maybe the same day. Yeah. And, again, there is very little uh, understanding in a lot of quarters about the regulations around e-bikes. You can find them online. They're, they're there under Services Ontario if you want to look up th that online because they have a whole uh, litany of rules and regulations and restrictions and things of that nature about about e-bikes. A lot of people are under the impression that, and this is where, pardon the pun, the rubber hits the road, that if you have your driver's license suspended, you can operate an e-bike. And apparently, according to local law enforcement, that's not the case. I'm not quite sure why, because this is where things get fuzzy when it comes to e-bikes as to who can operate them and who can't. There's not really an age restriction either, I think, except is 16 still a restriction? I don't, I don't I remember. So. I, don't, I, I don't think there's an age restriction. I, I, don't, I don't think so. Um, now, the way e-bikes work is they're just like bicycles. They're yeah. considered under, under the, the letter of the law, it's just a bike. Yeah, which is kind of ridiculous, but therein lies the rub. And it, they actually have pedals on them. Now, if you take the pedals off, you all of a sudden have a motorized vehicle, and you have to treat it as such. So they leave the pedals on them, and I don't think pedals have been used on most of them. No. But and they're uh, maxed out at 34 kilometers an hour, I believe. Yes, yeah, that's their, that's their top speed. But again... If you're, if you're um, traveling around Niagara and city streets in particular, 34, 35 kilometers an hour is fast enough. Shouldn't you be in the regular flow of traffic? But they're not. They're in bike lanes. And see, that's when I, when I say e-bike, that's the kind of thing I'm talking about. Um, there are actual electric bicycles, which is a whole different animal altogether they're just uh, like bicycles on their their power enhanced and they're very very interesting uh, contraptions but this in my mind is a scooter that's what I would call it yeah that's what I and so again we can go around in circles with this thing but they do bring out very very strong emotions in people as they did uh, hundreds and hundreds of comments on uh, Niagara 411 a uh, number of days ago with regard to those uh, those e-bikes. I felt kind of sorry for the one fellow that had the posting on Niagara 411 that had his stolen from his driveway and everybody was giving him a hard time saying we should outlaw the things. I hope it ends up in the gorge. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is the one in question. This is the post from Niagara 411. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, I kind of felt sorry for that gentleman because he just he just had some one of his possessions, and they're not inexpensive, uh, stolen, and and all of a sudden this uh, <laughs> this angst comes out over the over the internet about the curse. I got it. 
I gotta say, Lee, there are artist <laughs> artistry behind this one. It's, ter- it's terrific. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> That's an old style scooter right there. Uh, so, uh, sir, I I hope you got your equipment back. Whether your fellow Niagarans like them or not, I hope you got your possession back. Nobody likes to be stolen from. It's uh, it's an invasion, a very personal invasion. Doesn't matter what it is. So, we are uh, we are going to be uh, chatting with, as I mentioned, Barbara Intine. She's uh, owner of Victoria Fireworks in Vineland. Now, this is a strange time for all of us for a lot of reasons, this COVID-19 thing. We are in phase two in Niagara. Not quite sure what phase three is or what that will look like or when that will happen, but it's obviously not going to be happening before Canada Day, which is Wednesday. And we have 12 different municipalities here in the Niagara region. What can you and can't you do when it comes to fireworks? There will not be any large gatherings as far as I know. I think uh, all of the municipalities have pretty much put the kibosh on any sort of gatherings for fireworks. So that means backyard stuff. Uh, It also means in my neighborhood, my dog is going to be going absolutely nuts. The poor thing gets so scared. And uh, if you have uh, a, a sensitive pet, you're probably, you're probably just at the point where, oh, I, I don't want to go through Canada Day. Uh, uh, this, is, uh, this is Barbara, I take it, from Victoria Fireworks. Hi, Barbara. Can you hear us now? Yes, I can, Kevin. Okay, good. Kevin's, Kevin's the guy in the Gales gas bar hat over there. I'm Lee. Okay. Oh, hi, Lee. Hi. Oh, that's okay that's okay uh so you have been in business at victoria fireworks for a long time right yes i have uh, but this will be 28 seasons i've been doing this for nine right 28 seasons that's that's simply amazing so i would think you have to be and you're on uh you're on victoria avenue victoria street yeah just up from Vineland. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Hence the name. <laughs> and Lee, I may just interject here. And Barbara, as everybody knows that lives in rural Niagara, internet there can be a little spotty. But we got we got a solid connection with you here, Barbara. Yeah, that's good. Uh, yeah, it seems to be a little bit. I'm not hearing everything you're saying. Okay. Okay. I'll I'll I'll, I'll, I'll try to be. Uh, yeah, it it will be a little bit delayed for sure. So if you just, uh, you, you'll okay. see my mouth moving and then you'll hear the words come out. Sort of like thunder and okay. lightning. <laughs> so you have, to, you have to be very well versed in the various regulations and bylaws that exist in the communities in, uh, around our area, correct? Right, yeah. Um, well, I'm not there's so many different ones and kind of a lot of confusion around it right now. Uh-huh. Uh, there's places that can not spell, but they can write. And with no trucks being out there with the Ford government doing the banning of permits, uh, there are no trucks allowed. So people are saying, oh, we can't do them. And maybe they can do them. They just need to check with their local fire department. Okay. So 
let's walk through some of the communities. Do you do you have this information just locked in your head? Pardon me. <laughs> do you do you know do you know off the top of your head what is happening in these various communities? You you have you uh, know some of them. Okay, so yes, let's, absolutely. Let's yes, let so. let's walk through some of them. What's the situation in well where we're sitting right now, St. Catharines? Uh, it's a no light, no selling zone right now. Yeah. Um, I do believe that I do believe that the uh, the fire chief had said that if you had fireworks, uh, wait till after the pandemic, and they, you know, maybe up the light. That's what I. That was his word. So now. So you can't you cannot buy them in St. Catharines. Pardon? No. No. Uh, but you can light them. You can light them in St. Catharines? No, no. Oh, you can't do that either? Okay. No. Right not. <laughs> okay. So, so now... The, um, go ahead. Pardon me? Uh, it's just a little spotty out there, Lee. Yeah. Barbara, we'll give, it, we'll, give it, we'll give it one more try here. Uh, maybe we'll just let you take it solo. Can you just run through municipality by municipality? Yeah. Because you said in, in some municipalities you can't buy them, which means you can come out to Victoria um, Fireworks. Yeah, but them, but you can like them. Okay, so, so yeah. can you just walk through what you know about Welland and Pelham and Niagara Falls and Fort Erie and so on and so forth? Right. Well, Pelham... Uh, is the same as St. Catharines. You can no lighting, no selling. Okay. Niagara Falls light and sell. Uh, Welland no selling but lighting. <laughs> Fort Colburn no selling but lighting. And uh, Wayfleet is pretty much with West Lincoln. I'm in West Lincoln, so it's uh, it's light and sell. Okay. Um, so that's kind of where we stand at the moment. With and. Beamsville and Grimsby is also no sales but lighting allowed. So that's what we have. No sale. That was Grimsby. No sales but uh, lighting Beamsville. is allowed. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, this is what I'm doing. So I, I'm, I'm not sure with Fort Erie or Niagara on the lake. Um, I don't know what's actually happening in those areas. So. All right. Okay. So uh, I imagine you'll have quite a number of people visiting you over the next couple of days. Yeah, Barbara. Are you there, Lee? Yeah, we're we're here. Are you there? Yeah, Barbara. Can maybe you just run over what what hours you're open, and then uh, yeah. and then we'll let you get back to your business. She's no, not picking us up. Okay, uh, as uh, as Kevin was uh, saying before, that area is a little bit spotty when it comes to internet connections. Barbara, uh, uh, <laughs> want to thank you very much, uh, and uh, sorry if it was a bit stressful for you, but uh, I, I hope you have a, a happy and successful Canada Day. Well, we're here for anybody that can light nine to nine daily. How's that? That's perfect. Nine to nine daily. Okay. okay. <laughs> Thank Thanks. You. Have a nice day. Thanks. You too, Barbara. Okay. Um, there, therein lies we we that live in city places, in uh, 
around Niagara take high-speed internet and quality of uh, internet service for granted sometimes. And uh, Kevin, you live uh, kind of out in a country-ish area, do you not? Yeah, I do. I live uh, beyond the hospital. Yeah. So kind of between the hospital and Jordan. Right. So rural yeah. and there's no hardline internet out there. And you can imagine I own a live streaming business, so it's a little <laughs> spotty. And even your best option isn't that good. Like that's, that's the best way to sum it up. Your best option isn't that good. That's right. And it's so. funny, whenever you talk to people that live out that way, into the Jordan, Beansville, yeah. maybe maybe up on the mountain, yeah. um, one of the first things they ask you always is, hey, what do you do for internet? Because no matter where you are, it's bad. You know, your best option is still bad. You are uh, watching the 411, fueled by Gales Gas Bars Limited. We are in episode three from this fabulous spot at 149 St. Paul Street, which is Fiddler's Poor house uh, and uh, just a just a super super spot. As you can tell, we are right in the the heart of the action here. And uh, also to uh, Nick and the uh, gang at Niagara Four One One Facebook Live, uh, the right now live action in the know when it happens as it happens news and information source here in Niagara. Our partners for uh, a lot of the content that we have on this program so uh, appreciate the uh, the time and effort that nick puts into into that and also kevin jack my uh, partner in crime here with uh, we stream uh, live streaming service in niagara is powering this whole thing and uh, the technology is as you can tell with any internet thing if you get further and further away on on the end on on their end it's going to be more difficult on our end it's smooth as silk, and uh, that's all courtesy of the the WeStream people, and uh, it's, well, it's you, the man. only business of its kind we don't, that I know of. We don't think there's another dedicated live streaming business in Ontario. Yeah. We're not sure if there's one in Canada. There's some people that try and dabble in live streaming, but we've been doing live streaming and nothing but since uh, 2015. And uh, the, Lee, I just want to say that people can hop in the room, and we yeah. had Matthew... Hop in the room here. I'm going to bring him on, but I'm not sure whether or not he actually wants to uh, join the program. So I'll let you. Uh, I'll let you figure it out and hash it out here with Matthew. Okay. We'll uh, we'll look. Hello, Matthew. Uh, were you uh, interested in uh, commenting on something that we're doing here today, or something of your own, for that matter? I don't know if he hears us or not, Kevin. <laughs> I would say no. I would think not. He's watching. Hey, Matthew. How you doing, man? Give us a wave. <laughs> All right. All right, don't. So some people click on that link thinking that, oh, this is going to be a Zoom room, and, and that's going to be the show. The reality is the Zoom room just handles the chat portion of the show. It's like being on hold. Yeah, so Matt just hopped into the room, and I'm just going to give him the boot here so that he can watch the show on Facebook. Okay. And we also know that we're going to be talking mental health and COVID in a couple of minutes as well. Yeah, um, I think one of the things I'm going to do here is uh, I, think we'll f I think we'll share this, Kevin. If I go to Livestream Niagara, I can, uh, are, we're going there right now, right? Yeah, here, we can walk people through the steps. Because we encourage people to share it. If you share it, then all of your friends, everybody that is friends yeah. with you on your timeline, gets to see this great show that you're watching live from downtown St. Catherine. So, okay, so share it so more people find out about Livestream Niagara and what we're doing there here we in Niagara 411. Yeah. So, uh, here, Lee, all you would have to do is go here. Punch in live stream Niagara. That's us right there. Yep. 
So there you go. There's there's live stream Niagara. That's pretty weird. Me watching me watching me. Yeah, here you go. You want to see what you looked like 30 seconds ago? <laughs> no, not particularly. <laughs> <laughs> Younger. <maybe. laughs> uh, now, unfortunately, I have way too many years of knowing what I look like. So you are right there. And then all you got to do is there's this little share button right here. All right, if you click that share button, the easiest thing to do is just share to your story. And if you do that, it just automatically shares it to your Facebook page. It's, you know, one click away. Yeah. And you'd be doing us a great favor. And, of course, you'd be letting everybody in Niagara and all your friends on Facebook know about this great programming at Livestream Niagara. And uh, check out uh, Gail's rewards program as well. It's, uh, it could be used at any Gale's Gas Bar or Bob's Fast and Fresh Convenience. All the information that you need to know about this uh, fabulous Niagara company is at uh, 3w's.gales.ca. And I was reading on their page and on a post today as well that for Canada Day, everybody uh, at uh, Gale's is going to be uh, decked out in red and white clothing. So you, won't, uh, you certainly won't miss them. And uh, we appreciate all, for, all, all the things that uh, Gales does for Niagara. Proud, proud Niagara company, as, uh, as are we. So it's uh, really a, a cool partnership, and we're happy to have them on board. Appreciate it. Um, Lee, let's get to uh, some of the comments here from Niagara 411. Yeah. So here are people commenting on the live stream. Okay. Uh, good morning, Niagara. Uh, that's right in front of Niagara. An e-bike can travel up to 28 miles an hour. No way they should be on sidewalks. Can't disagree with that. Safest bet is to legally ride a 24-inch or foot-inch, I think they should be, mountain bike on the sidewalk. And uh, I didn't even know that we were supposed to be able to ride bicycles on sidewalks. I, don't, I, really, I really don't think bicycles are supposed to be. I, a lot of bicycles are. But I think if you checked it out, riding a mountain bike on a sidewalk would be, uh, you could get ticketed for it. I think it's a bylaw infraction. I think it is. I don't know if there's an age restriction, like under 12. Yeah. Then, I, I don't know. I don't know the letter of the law on that. She said Vineland. I'm not sure what that was in uh, reference to. I know Victoria Fireworks is in, is in Vineland. Um, that was Dynamite Barbara. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, I don't know if that was intended as a pun, but it was a good one. <laughs> yeah, um, over the weekend also, this was something that I had flagged for, for comment uh, from you, if you, especially if you have video or pictures of Sunset Beach in St. Catharines yesterday. Uh, again, since people have started getting out, they have been gathering in places and in ways that they shouldn't be. And the beach, of course, uh, is okay, but apparently it was nuts there yesterday, last night. Police, fire department, EMS on location at Sunset Beach in St. Catharines. Disturbance slash possible fight avoid the area. That post came from four, Niagara 411. Uh, some of the locals that were also commenting it was a gong show on the water, too. We took our boat for a ride past, and a Sea-Doo boat was flying all over, driving recklessly, almost hitting us. Something needs to be done before somebody gets killed. Um, the thing about the fights, what a waste of a perfectly good beach. I wouldn't be surprised if they changed the development plan to condos with a private beach. Oh, perish the thought. Um, 
Maybe the city should think about making it locals only with passes like at Crystal Beach and security would help as well as policing. Um, so sunset was apparently fine during the day, but as far as nighttime, not quite sure what caused the altercations, but there were some, uh, there were some pretty ag aggressive behavior going on. Sometimes cars were uh, triple parked from what I saw, blocking some people in, and it was just uh, kind of a goat show. Um, Soren says, see, this is why I keep telling people to stay away from the beach. It's the out-of-towners that are ruining it for us. Unless you're local, stay away. You're not welcome. Um, and that is, that's a sentiment that you hear from, from some people. Perhaps now that uh, the big city, like Toronto, has uh, opened up to Phase 2 and there is going to be a little bit more access to some of their beaches and parks, perhaps that will uh, save us a little bit. Uh, Lindsay says, I love going to this beach for years. It's been like a hidden oasis. Never too many people on the beach and lots of open water to swim. Not anymore. I went around 6.30. It was about four times as packed as it usually has been on a weekend in previous years. You can't even find a parking space. There's the one I was talking about. Yeah, some cars were blocked in due to triple parking. Now that's going to make people a little bit upset. Uh, not to where there should be fisticuffs, but there you go. There were about 17 boats anchored near the shore. It's easy to believe things could get out of hand. Yeah, and uh, it, some people are not handling this opening up after COVID too well. It's, it's like somebody let the genie out of the bottle and it's going a, a little bit uh, over the top. They have needed to step in for a while now, but they don't care. Uh, I don't know about that, but... Lindsay says again, ask the city of St. Catharines. Port de Luzi was the go-to place and that was ruined by the city and its big ideas. Now I'll flock down to this beach and it's a shame. Um, it's a challenge running a municipality. <laughs> uh, it's, it, these things always fall into that category of you can't uh, please all of the people all of the time. It's an impossibility. Must be a pretty big fight. There were a lot of emergency vehicles headed that way and cop cars all over Lakeshore, too. We don't have, I haven't seen anyway, Kevin, any of the details of the actual so-called fight, if you will. No, I haven't seen Sorry any photos. Um, yeah, why aren't police patrolling the beach for stuff like this? It's not like it could have been predicted. It's a possible stabbing. Who knows the validity of that? Okay, so we are awaiting. Uh, we are waiting. Uh, Darcy, log in from Darcy Patrick. Now we do have Eric here. Do you want to? Uh, do you want to talk racing and motorsports? Have we got, have we got Eric COVID on the line already? Like, yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll do the stuff behind the scenes, Lee, and you can set it up. Awesome. Uh, Eric Thomas uh, is founder, producer, host of one of the, if not the most successful long-running radio syndication programs in the country. It's called Raceline Radio. It focuses on motorsports around the globe. He is a proud Niagaran. He is a recent inductee into the Canadian Motorsport Hall of Fame. And of course, there are many racing enthusiasts around Niagara. You may indeed be one of them. It's also great family entertainment. 
and I thought it would be worthwhile considering we are starting to open back up at various levels in various industries after the COVID thing to get from Eric um, his take on the effect of the last few months on his beloved sport as well as what the situation is for motorsport entertainment and racing in Niagara and I do believe have we got him close to being uh, uh, we'll get him here in a second like, Eric yeah. I know you could hear us uh, you're gonna have to unmute yourself okay please or connect your audio that's the first time I've ever heard uh, anybody refer to Eric as having to unmute himself <laughs> <laughs> Uh, having uh, having known this gentleman for, uh, and I use that term loosely, for a long, long time, it's always a pleasure to have an opportunity and a reason for uh, for getting him in here. So, uh, if you can be uh, unmutable, that would be... Yeah, he's, he's working on that on his end. Now, I remember awesome. the first time I learned that Eric lived in Niagara because I was a yeah. big fan of Raceline Radio. I was a big fan of his work on some of the Toronto radio stations. Mm -hmm. When I was in Niagara, then I learned, what? This gem, this Canadian broadcasting icon just lives down the road. He's a Niagara boy? Always, uh, yeah, yeah. And Always I thought, that, uh, yeah. at what point am I going to meet this guy? Like, I have to run into him. And then, you know, through my career in uh, in broadcasting and his career as well, they kind of, they merged. and ended up not only getting to know Eric, but getting to know him on a bit of a personal level. And he was, he was a better guy to know that he was on the radio and he's fantastic on the air. <laughs> Wow, that's quite the uh, that's quite the endorsement, uh, but, uh, Kevin. I think I, I think Eric will have that okay, check think, in the mail for you. We're good here with uh, with Eric. It shows that he's unmuted. So let's uh, let's give this a whirl Lee, and see if we can let's see if we can that. get Eric Thomas on the show with us. Okay, yeah, Eric, uh, Mister Mister Eric Thomas. There you are. Can you see us and hear us? No, I'm sorry, we just can't hear you right now, Eric. Don't know what's going on, man. My apologies for that. Sorry, we should have done a uh, should have tried to do a test run, I guess, before. This is one of those things that you run into when you're dealing with uh, computers and technology, and it's something that's relatively new. As you well know from dealing with your own computer, I'm sure all you have to do is like click one little button, and uh, all of a sudden your world explodes. <laughs> or click, or click the right ba a button, and you get it all back, uh, and it happens to all of us each and every day. So, uh, our apologies, uh, Eric. We'll get, we'll get it, we'll get it worked out. Yeah. Now, in the interim, Darcy hopped in, so I'm going to let Eric work out some things in the background while uh, while we get Eric on the show. Or sorry, oh. while we get Darcy on the show. Okay. So work on, work on that. See, this Eric. is this is absolute proof that we are live a lot of people will say yeah we do a live show uh, but a lot of them are like live on tape and then they can make sure that they uh, edit out any little bloopers or things that happen not us we are 100% uh, live and uh, in your face and uh, when things go ding ding uh, and uh, we hit a bump in the road we hit a bump in the road what are you gonna do uh, Darcy Patrick can you hear me I can't hear you, man. I didn't know we were on Zoom. I, I was tuned into the Facebook uh, stream, so I didn't know how to get on. So I figured it out. Yeah. Well, the Zoom thing, we, we use the Zoom thing just as a green room type uh, atmosphere. 
so that so that then when we take you out of the green room, uh, it's like being on the Tonight Show. You're sitting in the back there having a good time, and then when it's time to go on the air, out you come. There you go. There you go. So you have had uh, quite a run of it. I, uh, I I called up your bio earlier today, and I'm going to embarrass you a little bit, but uh, uh, for. 25 or more years, this is uh, from Darcy's uh, website. For 25 or more years, I was a professional bass player playing in many types of bands, teaching and making a living from music. At the same time, I was also working full-time at a music store, doing repairs to guitars and basses, as well as managing the store. In 2013, the perfect storm happened in my life, pushed me over the edge. I had struggled for over 38 years from depression. 38 years, that's a big number. And I had to make a call for help, which was one of the most difficult things I have ever done. That's just the first paragraph of, uh, of Darcy's page. And since then, um, since that cry for help, uh, it, has, it has taken you to uh, places that you never thought you would, you would be. All of them, or most of them anyway, good. So uh, congratulations again to the people that might have not known you yet, but uh, and, and you now you you have your own your Facebook Live meditation series and all kinds of things going on. How you doing? I'm doing awesome. Yeah, uh, things have just uh, gone ridiculous. I mean, three books in uh, three years with a fourth uh, in edit. So it'll be four books in four years. Um, and yeah, I'm teaching. Uh, large classrooms, my creative writing for the mind, body, and soul class, which is based off my second book, um, my meditation book. Uh, before COVID as well, I was teaching large uh, classrooms. And uh, so now it's kind of retooling and adjusting to the, uh, the new norm, which is this Zoom virtual world, which is, you know, I was kind of against it uh, when it started, uh, just out of, you know, fear of the unknown. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm, uh, I'm, you know, I'm catching up and teaching for uh, some of the same places, uh, some new places uh, as well. So yeah, I'm doing very well. Um, it took a while to adjust to the new norm, but uh, I'm here and I'm still, uh, you know, plugging away and doing what I can to help as many people as I possibly can. The line that you use uh, often in uh, conversations as well as in promoting what it is you do is uh, only with open conversation can we break the stigma behind depression and mental health let's start talking and do it together um you and i started talking i think it's probably about th- three years ago now some somewhere in yeah, that yeah. Uh, somewhere in that uh, realm and i've admired so much what you've done you were someone that found themselves on that edge. It's not like you came through a psychology school and you're telling other people how to live their lives. You actually were on the edge and managed to pull yourself back and now are helping others. And the books and the, and the, and the meditation series, etc., are simply um, byproducts of your, own, um, of your own struggle, your own way back. And I find that fascinating. Yeah, I mean, I knew when I decided to write Why I Run that the only way I was going to be able to actually help people in a way that was relatable was to do it my way and no other way, Uh, to share my experiences, to share my tools and how they worked for me because I'm a normal guy who uh, managed to pull myself out. And 
everything that I uh, had planned and envisioned actually worked to my surprise. I mean, I was a guy who had zero self-esteem, who never was good in school, could barely write my name, never mind four books. And mm -hmm. uh, I knew that I, I knew that what I was doing was going to reach people in a way that, you know, people who have, no offense to people who have psychology degrees and stuff like that, social workers and things, but they need to, to be, uh, have common ground with the people that they're working with. And I think that my power and my strength is in the fact that when I sit down and I talk with people that I can relate 100% with them and they can relate 100% with me. Darcy, no, sorry, sorry, go ahead, finish. No, because that stigma that stops people from getting help uh, is gone when they sit down and they and, and, and they take a, one of my classes or they buy one of my books because everything that I say and everything that I teach is 100% relatable. And one of the things that I did want to touch base with you on is how the COVID-19 isolation process and the the constant news cycles that weren't very positive and you couldn't really get away from what was was happening what is your experience and your opinion of how the situation has affected some people's mental health and or outlooks on their lives well i'll tell you people who were already struggling uh with depression anxiety and mental health issues um i mean they're getting put into a I call it an opportunity to use any tools that they have to uh, stay afloat and to better their lives. And people who didn't know that they struggled with anxiety now know that they do because the lack of control that's in their life is really dragging them down. And there's a lot of people that are uh, really struggling with fear of the future and that lack of control. So it, uh, it's really having an impact on a lot of people. Myself, um, I took the opportunity to double up on what I was doing, what I was going through. So I've been off work myself since the beginning of March because I have a uh, mutated gene of cystic fibrosis. So if I get sick, it goes directly to my lung. Mm. So I'm, I'm highly like, vulnerable to this. So I've been sitting at home, and I mean, it took me for a loop. And because you kind of lose all your, um, you lose all of your relevance right. in the world. Um, so things that you, you, you used to do every day is gone. So for me, I had to kind of regroup um, and start making a new, a new relevance, right? So I took this time to start writing, to garden, to... Uh, up my therapy sessions, right? Again, I was like pissed off because I was only going once a month to therapy and this whole Zoom thing, this whole virtual world scared the hell out of me and I said, there's no way I'm doing therapy uh, through a camera. Mm -hmm. It's not going to happen. But I ended up having to let go of that control and uh, accept what I had. So I ended up doing, you know, going back and seeing my therapist once a week uh, just so I could learn how to deal with this. And one of the secrets that I found was I was in my pajamas all the time. And I wasn't feeling good about myself. And I decided that, you know what? I used to really feel good when I had 
a direction to go to every day. Mm. So even, even getting dressed in my street clothes um, became something to look forward to, something I could feel good about. So I ended up not wearing pajamas all day. I, you know, I put on normal clothes, and then I, when I want to garden, I get gardening clothes, and I just really started to be mindful of everything that was going on in my life and how I could turn it into a positive. Uh, a lot of people are struggling with that because they just don't know what to do. Um, and then when they get told that they have to do certain things, like, God, wear a mask, stop spreading the, uh, the, uh, the COVID around and, keep, and staying healthy, they're rebelling um, because yeah. they don't know, they, they don't have any, any uh, way to go. And I mean, this is new to everyone. So even when we're talking about enforcing and policing, you know, we're, we're looking at peacekeepers that have never been called to a situation where they have to stop people from, you know, uh, socializing with each other. That's a, a fairly smooth segue into one thing I wanted to uh, touch on with you a bit is policing and mental health have uh, been in the public vernacular and conversation here more. I mean, it, not that they weren't before, but it seems to be exaggerated now with uh, regard to some s specific stories, uh, either in Niagara or outside or whatever. It's more of a it's more of a, a, a global issue or a North American issue than it is really a, a local. But it does affect us a lot because of the number of communities that we do have here. Is how calls, how situations are handled uh, with regard to. Um, enforcement and or helping resolve these situations be they domestics be they in public on the street etc there is a big meeting i know in toronto city council uh i believe it's today as as a matter of fact where they are going to be discussing uh defunding uh, the police to move other funds over to other organizations to better police some certain situations, in particular some dealing with mental health. Uh, I know as far as St. Catharines is concerned that uh, the chief of police uh, of the Niagara Regional Police Service as well as the chair of the board are going to be meeting with um, City Council of St. Catharines sometimes in, sometime in July to, to discuss these things and they're on the tables of um, law enforcement and, and groups and politicians all around Niagara. I know this is a really long setup and I'm sorry for that, but um, what has been your reaction? What sort of feelings and thoughts have uh, rolled through your uh, heart and mind when this situation comes up? I think that defunding the police is probably the most ridiculous thing that you could probably do. I mean, why would you take funding from something that we need every day in order to put it into other places that need the funding. Why not just give that funding openly, expand the funding into the places that it's needed? The problem is, is that I have a different view of the police than most people. Um, and I say most people because I see a lot of negative things that are being put into the uh, media and people see the police as the bad guy who comes to break up the fun. They're the people that <laughs> give you this speeding ticket. They're the people that fine you. They're the, 
there's the the popo look out for the popo right but the police are peacekeepers and when you need them they're there just because there's there's a bad cop here and a bad cop there you know it doesn't mean that we paint the entire police force as being bad but people don't really understand i think what it's like to be a first responder to be a police officer to be an ambulance attendant to be a firefighter where you wake up in the morning put your uniform on and you walk out of your house and you may not come back I know one of the things that uh, is being discussed, it was uh, done on a trial basis uh, for a while and it seemed to be uh, getting positive results, was, was ride-alongs. If, if there was something that they knew would be involving uh, a person with mental health issues, someone from another agency with expertise in that area would ride along with the police officers to, to help alleviate that situation. And uh, it seemed to, it, it, it seemed to garner uh, positive reviews. So we'll see how things like that go with our police services around uh, Niagara. And always great to get your perspective, Darcy. Uh, and um, just uh, just just stay with it. Darcy Patrick is a gentleman's name. Uh, Google him; you'll find him. And uh, uh, follow him on Facebook because he does. Uh, you do those uh, those live streams of your own, and they're pretty they're pretty cool. So, thanks for being here. All right. Thank you for having me, man. Take care, Darcy. You as well. Okay, that's one of those topics you could kind of go on and on and on uh, and uh, perhaps never have a final resolution to it, but we are, as Darcy mentioned on, the, on just about everything that he does, we're at least talking about it, and that's, uh, that's a good thing. So, um, yes, there will, be, there will be much discussion about various programs and ways of uh, enforcing and addressing calls, be they public, be they domestic, be they whatever, and it's got to be a very, very stressful time to uh, to be in a police department as well, because talk about being under the spotlight every single day, wow. So uh, all kinds of, and there's more than two sides to that story as we know. So uh, that was Darcy Patrick. We have uh, learned, by the way, um, one of the things I wanted to stress again, but we kind of lost our great connection with uh, Barbara Inteen from Victoria Fireworks, was she made reference to one thing in there that I wanted to stress is that if you have any questions about what you can and cannot do with regard to your Canada Day celebrations, the local fire department is as good a uh, source as any because they've got they've got their fingers on the pulse of those kinds of things as well so you can check your check your local fire department and they'll let you know what's going on uh, or what can go on for that matter in in your municipality okay uh, this is the 411 I am Lee Sterry glad to have you along for the ride today we are fueled by Gales Gas Bars Limited we are powered by WeStream we are uh, we are sharing information and feedback and communication with Niagara 411. Mr. Jack, how are we? Uh, doing well. Just wanted to bring you up to speed on what's happening on Niagara 411 and what's happening around Niagara this morning. Yes. It seems that there's a fire ongoing in Thorold, and I'll just pop up some of the information on the screen here. Okay. This issued uh, 947, uh, almost 948 this morning. Detectives investigating fire in Thorold. Uh, approximately 5.30 this morning. 
One district, St. Catharines Thorold Uniform Officers called to a residential building in the area of Front Street North and Albert Street East in the city of Thorold, Thorold following the report of a fire. Units were evacuated and uh, Thorold Fire and Emergency Services were able to get the fire under control. Good news. Thanks again to first responders for your quick action and uh, glad everybody is safe with that one. How are we uh, making out with uh, our pal Eric uh, Thomas? Did we well, we've him? got Eric here, and uh, we'll, we'll give it a whirl. I don't know whether, Eric, whether you've got a uh, microphone on your end. or I mean, I know you're a broadcasting guy, but we're not getting any audio from you. Can you say hello? Yeah, cut it the same. Same look of the woods. We can't, we can't hear you for whatever reason. You're unmuted, but are you using a microphone? Is that a desktop? What, what do you got there for an input device? I know, we, we can't hear you, Eric. So yes, sorry. you're asking him a question and he can't answer you. I'm, I'm sorry, Eric. I'm sorry. So, sorry, Eric. So, sorry to, uh, uh, didn't mean to uh, embarrass you in any way, uh, at all, at all. Dog on it. So we'll see. I'll work with him behind the scenes here and yeah. see if we can uh, get his mic up and running. We're, show, we're showing that you were unmuted, but uh, just no microphone connected, Eric. So apologies for that. But anybody else that wants to hop in, it's so easy to do so. Just uh, punch in the Zoom room. It's uh, 905-411-0411. If you want to talk about uh, everybody gathering on Sunset Beach yesterday, if you want to talk about the hazards of e-bikes or bicycles on the road, we had some comments on Niagara 411. Yeah. We'll get to that in just a moment. If you want to talk about the uh, the Amber Alert and the validity of Amber Alerts and, and who receives Amber Alerts, as everybody's phone and the radios were taken over yesterday yeah. by the Amber Alert, and then shortly thereafter, Lee, the second notification letting us know that it's been resolved in the six-year-old boy. And kudos, the Amber Alert, they said that the father drove himself to a police station. Yeah, and that's, um, so that that is an indicator right there that he certainly meant no harm to uh, to his child, but people don't know that. You, None of us know everybody else's stories and what goes on behind the scenes. And uh, we're just happy that it was over quickly and that the uh, the young lad is safe. I mean, he's only six years old, uh, Deshaun Mitchell. So, Deshaun, glad to have you. Uh, glad to have you on the planet with us. Happy that uh, happy that that's resolved. And uh, hope you're well. Stay that way. Um, there were some vandals on the loose over the last number of days as well. One of the episodes in general just kind of was you know it was one of those head shakers we know for years that there have been um, scavengers of copper wire and things of that nature I know back in the uh, back in the old days of radio stations they had used uh, copper wire still do to some extent used uh, copper wire for ground transmission and con conductive material etc well uh, there was a Queen Street uh, in Niagara Falls medical building had now this is a this is a period of time when we need all of our medical facilities operating at top-notch levels so the air conditioning the heating and air conditioning units on this building were ripped apart vandalized for its copper wires and connections etc and it's like oh man really we're still we're we're still wrecking our community that way and there's a picture of one of those one of those units right there 
uh, a business in town called Exclusive Imprint was vandalized as well. And this is a small business in Niagara. Right there is a, a video camera picture of the perpetrators, they believe, of the vandalism that took place at, at the Exclusive Imprint. And they are reaching out to you to see if you can perhaps give them an idea of who these people are. Because, uh, because again, nobody can afford to sustain damage like that to their property. You're a small business, uh, you need every dollar you can to be able to operate that business. And when somebody wrecks it, it's, uh, it's gonna certainly have a negative, uh, negative impact on your, on your business. Now, so. Lee, if people are wondering, exclusive imprint, that's over on Hartzell Road, almost across the road from the Food Basics, Tim Hortons area. Yeah, okay, okay. So there's a fairly clear shot right there of one of the, one of the people. And, uh, and why? Why? I'm not sure what they got out of their vandal-like activity, but there you go. It's amazingly, I had to explain that to my six-year-old daughter. Explain She what? saw graffiti and was asking questions the way that young innocent minds do and was asking, you know, the why, why, why? Well, try explaining to yeah. your six-year-old daughter why somebody vandalized something. There's just no explanation. For, yeah, at, at, t toward, toward what end, you know? Yeah, I'm just, I was lost, I was lost for an answer and had to give her that, that, you know what, sometimes people do stupid things. The, uh, there, was, there was another uh, storefront. Now, this wasn't something that, uh, I, I, I don't believe it was intentional. Uh, a car found itself uh, crossing a sidewalk and plowing through the storefront of a, of a business in Welland. So there have been quite a number of businesses uh, suffer some pretty strange damage. There's a shot of it right there. Now, was, uh, was it a story of hitting the gas instead of the brake? Not sure. Have you ever done that, Kevin? That is scary. Absolutely. I think oh, we've all man. done that. Yeah. Or accidentally have it in reverse when you think it's in drive. Yeah. Or vice versa. It is. And panic sets in, you know. And uh, it can happen so fast. And when you're, when you're panicky and your, your vehicle's moving and you're not quite sure why it's doing what it's doing or why you did what you did. And then your reaction time uh, is slowed down. And before you know it, you are uh, you're creating a drive-through at uh, discountliquidators.ca. Now, speaking of drive-throughs, Lee, I yes. think this is just across the road from the Swiss Chalet Harvey's drive-through in Welland, right at the uh, right what do you at the got, Seaway like a Mall. Google map inside your head here? Yeah, pretty much. I know all the I know all the haunts in and around <laughs> Niagara. So that's where this is. Right across the road, there's a Tim Hortons Plaza there, and this is the yeah. end. And I got to give credit to the uh, the people of Niagara four one one, Lee. For breaking out the jokes, uh, can you see some of these? All too common. Uh, well, I'll, I'll skip these. These are people with sincere uh, comments, and then and then you get to. Oh, the so jokesters. we're skipping all the sincere people. To yeah, get absolutely. To. Nobody was hurt. The store hasn't <laughs> been open for years, right? So, oh, okay. Um, doo -doo -doo. Oh, there we go. Oh, the Gino Vanelli joke. Yes. Yeah, black cars look better in the shade. And, and here they start, Lisa. <laughs> so, so read some of these. Okay, looks like an inside job. 
Information only for me. This excellent source of Niagara emergency info has way too many judges and executioners on it. Maybe they ought to, maybe they thought it was a drive-through where the driver pushed on the forward instead of the backwards or yes, car trouble. That's, <laughs> that's uh, taking doorbuster deals a bit too literally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> everybody's a, everybody's a critic in a comic. Eh? That's right. Perfect example as to why I don't sit in a pop-up radio. Uh, pop-up patio, right? Pop-up now. patio. Uh, must have been a crazy discount. Guess they didn't like the deals. Uh, door crasher discounts. <laughs> Maybe the driver wanted to window shop. There was a. Uh, bless you. Thank you, Lee. You're welcome. There was uh, a jet ski rescue as well. The rescues continue for all of the all of the rescue squads uh, around Niagara, especially those that border lakes and rivers, like a lot of ours do. Uh, a jet skier had to be rescued as well. There is there was a a, a warning come up through four one one as well, uh, and for some reason the details of it escape me. And I don't know if you can find it or not, Kevin. But the Niagara Regional Police Service sent out a a, a warning or a, a media release, etc. R E COVID nineteen related fraud. Hmm. Hadn't heard of that, uh, and it may have something to do with PPE, the the supplies, uh, etc. But it was just one story that flicked by in a hurry when I was uh, when I was scrolling through Niagara 411 over the over the last few days. Yeah, this is it here, Lee. Okay, yeah, um, that was very quick, Kevin. Kudos to you for that. Wow, you're fast. Detectives from the NRPS Central Fraud Unit became involved and began investigating a suspected fraudulent purchase of personal protective equipment related to COVID-19. During the course of the investigation, detectives were led to the city of Vaughan. As a result, NRPS detectives have since been working jointly with detectives from the York Regional Police Service's Financial Crimes Unit. Uh, the investigation involved uh, 130,000 N95 masks. Those are the heavy-duty masks. Uh, and 7,500 8-ounce bottles of hand sanitizer with a fraudulent bank draft. So there's where the fraud comes in. Estimated value of the masks is sanitizer $767,000. So it's it's no small uh, small issue. So um, anytime there is a situation develops, there are going to be people who can try to figure out some nefarious way to profit from it. Now, Lee, here's another story that I want to do uh, touch on today on the program. And maybe you saw it about the uh, the woman in Meriton that had her car vandalized. Indeed, yeah. And, um, and it so was uh, Allie over at Niagara Customs stepped up and fixed the woman's car for free. Isn't that great? So the way that Nick reported the story is that whatever was scratched into the side of her car was too heinous that they, they blacked it out, or I guess in this case they blued it out. Okay, yeah. And uh, there's the after. Yeah, that was a very neighborly gesture. And just so people know, I talked to Ali over at uh, Niagara Customs. Yeah. He runs the joint over there. And uh, what, a, what a great Canadian guy. You know, he's like, you know, I don't, I don't do this for publicity because we wanted to get him on the program. Only reason we can is the shop is actually undergoing renovations today. Oh, okay. Otherwise, we would have had him on the show today. And 
would have been able to see what they do over at Niagara Customs and give them a little pat on the back. But we'll we'll do it today on the show. Pat on the back to you, Allie, and everybody over at Niagara Customs. Yeah. Uh, they do a variety of different things for cars. So if you're looking for uh, detailing, a paint job, something like that, just spruce up the vehicle. Make sure to give Allie and the boys a call over at Niagara Customs. Not to be confused with Canada Customs. Okay, this is not this is not the same thing. <laughs> uh, very, very different. Allie... Uh, Thank you for uh, for giving us a good news story to report right here on the 411. Fueled by Gales Gas Bars Limited. Check out their rewards program at gales.ca for more details on that. You can use uh, your rewards points at uh, Gales or Bob's uh, fresh, uh, fast and fresh convenience stores. So uh, we appreciate that. And look for all the Gales uh, folks to be dressed in red and white on uh, Canada Day and happy Canada Day to everybody. It'll be a very different one. Uh, it'll be very interesting to see if the fireworks are going off in St. Catharines around my house and scaring the bejesus out of my dog. Uh, but um, God, it, it, that's, it's so sad. And you know, one of the fellows we were going to chat with, unfortunately, he's uh, having a nice leisurely vacation in the northerly regions of Ontario, is uh, Dave McMahon. He's uh, uh, Dogman Dave. He's a Niagara dog trainer. And he always has some great tips for people to help out their animals uh, when they are afraid. And I guess I'm like most people. When there's no reason to think about something, you forget about it. And then a reason comes up and you think, why did I not, why did I not do something about this? I've talked to Dave like numerous times. And there's this thing... You might want to look into it. You got a, you got today and tomorrow and most of Wednesday. Uh, of course, stores might be closed. But anyway, there's this thing called a thunder coat. Uh, pet stores, upper end pet stores in particular, might have these things uh, in stock. And you put it when there's when there's fireworks or thunderstorms or things like that. You put it on your dog, and for some reason, it gives them a sense of security. It calms them down and it lessens their reaction and fear to fireworks and thunderstorms and any loud noises that, that your, uh, your animal's afraid of. So it's called the Thundercoat. Uh, you might want to try it. And then other places, um, or even the same places, might have... Um, it, it's, not, uh, it, it's not a sedative or anything like that, but it's, it's something, uh, a liquid you kind of put on your tongue, and they... Uh, they calm down. Yeah, they calm down. So... So you we might. want to do a check-in on... I, I want to see if I can pull up a picture of that Thundercoat. Oh, okay. I don't even know where they can get it, but uh, also wanted to check in on Niagara 411 and read some of the comments that people are leaving on the program. What about the beach situation last night at Sunset Beach? Yes, Ashley, we were chatting about that, and I um, we didn't get much information about what happened with regard to the so-called fights that took place there. Uh, we've seen no pictures of that. All we did know was the fact that there were lots of emergency vehicles around, uh, police officers, et cetera, et cetera, as it was very, very crowded, and the parking on the streets was a, a nightmare as well. Uh, Peg says, I nearly get hit every day by a bike on a sidewalk. Uh, any age 24 inch is legal. Ah, uh, I'm assuming that means on the sidewalk. Is that... I'm assuming. I don't Maybe know, it so. means that kiddies, children can 
Right, yeah, for example, my uh, my five-year-old son, we were outfitting him yesterday. He's between a 16 and an 18-inch bicycle. So I imagine 24-inch bike is still probably youth. That's my guess. Yeah, that's probably what it's for. Okay, stop the abuse and well... Okay, not sure what these... Uh, I'm not sure what she's Comments are referring to. Yeah, all right. As a... Uh, yeah, stop the abuse in Welland Hospital. All right, if, there, if there's an issue there, um, hop We'd in We'd love room. to, yeah, tell us what it is, because we're not, a, we're not aware of to what you are referring. Uh, boom, 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 boom. Only thing with wheels that should be on sidewalks are wheelchairs, walkers, and baby strollers. Try rebooting, Eric. <laughs> okay. I feel so, I feel so badly. He's going to... I, I, I owe you one, uh, Eric. We will we will get this figured out. And he was so he was so good. He logged in uh, very very early in the program, uh, and we should have jumped through some hoops to uh, try to make sure that we had all the connections in in, in place properly from your location. And uh, and I I apologize for that. I'm in I'm in trouble now. Um, I'm I think he'll forgive me, but. Uh, well, I, I hope so. Anyway, so uh, the 411 for June the 29th is almost in the history books, but uh, the, the people that we really would like to have a chat with when the mood hits you is you. And all you have to do is go to the live stream on Livestream Niagara. Uh, well, you're, up, you're already there or you're watching it uh, already. Just check out the, the original posting. Um, It'll be on the 411 as well. And uh, and click on the link, and it'll take you into the Zoom room. And then Kevin will do his level best to work his magic and get your comments and information on the air. I am intrigued. There you go. Thundershirt. Um, anxiety treatment wrap. And they come, obviously, in different... Uh, different sizes. Yeah, give you an idea. I mean, this is just the Amazon link. I'm sure it's other places, but an idea. Oh, yeah. 65 bucks. Yeah. So, because if if you don't have a dog that has seen get really, really afraid, it's a terrible sight. It makes you feel so helpless, shaking, and you know their eyes are like saucers, and their ears are oh, it's it's crazy, and they're trying to crawl all over you to be safe, and it's like oh my word, and. Um, it's always fun when thunderstorms happen in the middle of the night because uh, you know your your sleep is just a wonderful thing. <laughs> and we had a couple but, of doozies on the weekend, didn't we? We did. Were you up for any of those? Yeah. I happened to be up, and man, was it coming down. Well, I ended up being up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was that loud? Hey, maybe maybe we need to get a uh, Lee-sized thundercoat. Yeah. Well, I I wasn't afraid. The dog was afraid. <laughs> uh, I used to I used to love. Uh, Thunderstorms, and because uh, I, I grew up kind of in the uh, in the kind of the the country, uh, rural. That's a that's a word, uh, in a rural area of Niagara, and so without fail, the power would go out. So invariably, there's nothing else to do but uh, sit in front of the door and uh, and watch the lightning and uh, listen to the thunder rattling around. And then uh, bail out the basement because the sump pump stopped working, and you know, all those fun things that happen when you live in uh, rural atmospheres. But um, thunderstorms don't bother me so much 
anymore. They didn't bother me at the time, though. Um, detectives are investigating that fire in, uh, in Thorold still. Units were evacuated. Uh, nobody was hurt. Uh, no, Further investigation yes, exactly. uh, led, however, to the discovery. Oh, I apologize for that. I did not see that before. Um, Further investigation led to the discovery of a deceased 55-year-old male inside one of the units. Uh, terrible. Uh, at this time, the incident remains under investigation by officers with the One District Detective Office. No other injuries have been reported. Now, what we don't have, Lee, is we don't have any photos of the scene. Trust me, not that, not that we're ambulance chasing here, but just the fire itself. Yeah. And to see how, how big of a fire it is, if it's under control. And, and usually there's somebody on scene, but uh, there's a lot of people reacting to this. To this post, and obviously, um, you know, a family is, uh, is is dealing with that unbearable news today that a 55-year-old male was found deceased inside yeah. the residence. Condolences to the family. And I'm a little surprised that we don't have, considering the gathering, uh, one of those comments referred to, what about Sunset Beach last night? I'm a little surprised that we don't have video or pictures from some of you from that scene because with that many people uh, and that many cars and that many emergency vehicles and first responders on scene there had to be a cell phone or two that was in that area taking photos and or videos of what was happening at Sunset Beach so if you have any of those uh, let us know or uh, post them online give us a call click click, uh, click on that link and uh, and have a chat with us uh, about that because all we know is that there was some some problem. Now I'm and scouring right now, Lee, to see you know there's 300 comments on this on this story. Yeah. To see if anybody dropped a photo or a video or anything, and uh, don't see anything yet. Yeah. So, Sorry, I was just listening to something. Um, well, you know what? I'm just going to uh, check out check out the street view there. There we go. We'll give uh, Fiddler's Poor House a little plug. That's where we are, Fiddler's Poor House, St. Paul Street in St. Catharines. Now, St. Paul Street was closed this weekend, Lee. I was just, you just read my mind. I was, I was going to bring that up because it's happening every weekend throughout the summer, is it not? Every second weekend at this point. Every second weekend. I, I can't explain. I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. It's a, it's a little hard to keep track of when it's uh, sort of like trying to grab smoke. All right, so it was closed. St. Paul Street was closed this past weekend. Yes. Um, and I guess this coming weekend will be open again, and then will be closed the following weekend. I, I know. I, I can't make sense of it. Seems but yes, but the, uh, a little odd. Pedestrian walkway and the uh, the restaurants here spilled onto St. Paul Street. Yeah, and I saw a lot of people bellying up to uh, to patio tables. <laughs> uh, that was another thing that I've been trying to take note of driving around is the patio situation, and I'm sorry, but and I, I don't get me wrong. I think as far as uh, for the restaurants is concerned, I, I think it's fabulous that you can at least open part of your business. But I don't really remember seeing a whole lot of social distancing on behalf of the patrons. Everybody looked. Now, see, Kevin and I are sitting at two separate tables. And I would say we're somewhere in the neighborhood of uh, 10, 11 feet 
apart. Wouldn't you say something like that, I'd Kevin? I'd say, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we've got a table here about four feet in between, then another table that's about another two and a half feet. So we're 10-ish ten, feet. So somewhere between us is less than six feet. So right between us is less than six feet. So in this whole 12-foot area that we've got here, you could have only maybe three people. Maybe. Um, and I can tell you, on the patios that I drove by, there were a whole lot more people in that area. Not any particular patio, just everybody just seems to be coming back and uh, hanging out elbow to elbow. That's, that's what it looked like to me. And I, uh, I hope we don't get into this second wave thing that they keep talking about not i think uh, you know what numbers are real good you know why don't i punch that up leo take a look at numbers in a second yeah let's do that um you were also mentioning i was able to find a photo from what was going on at sunset beach last oh, cool. night but as you as you read here in the in the description it's it's kind of related okay uh lakeshore road in front of my house an hour ago a drunk driver coming from sunset beach five cop cars three arrested well it's good that they were arrested so there you have that's the yeah. only photo I was able to find connected and to, that, uh, that, to that last night. That was obviously the uh, tip of the iceberg from what from what we hear anyway. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you uh, if you check in, what do we got? Wow, that guy was an e-bike with two cases of beer blaring tunes. <laughs> that was great. Did I, I it went by so fast. I'm not sure that you could have seen it uh, behind me. But I heard the, heard the music and turned my head. And as Kevin said, here's a guy in, uh, in shorts and a tank top, no helmet that I could, uh, I just caught a flash of him, no helmet. And in between his legs on the floor, uh, two, two fours of beer. <laughs> and just flying. Okay. So the, here are some of the, the uh, COVID Whoa. numbers from the Niagara region. Yeah, we're still doing some uh, renovations here at Fiddler's Poorhouse. Yeah, getting ready for that stage three. So this is from Niagara region, and these are updated as of yesterday. Okay, so there you go. Total number of cases, 750. Total number of active cases. In other words, that's what they know of for today. 24 people are ill. 665 resolved. And unfortunately, a total of 61 deaths as a result of COVID-19 in Niagara. So th there, when you talk about flattening the curve, uh, that's, you know, since April. Let's take a look at the last 30 days. That's about as flat as you can get it. Yeah. Yeah, I think there was something like um, a point. This, this might have been uh, Ontario. There was like a 0.3%. Uh, increase, which is with, w apparently at this stage of a pandemic, that's totally acceptable. New cases today, one, uh, there's the 0.1%, and that was a level that a few weeks ago, when we were watching the Ontario uh, Officer of Health do their daily briefing, they were looking for a, a 0.1 or lower percentage point which means um, they, were, they were getting fewer new cases than there were possibilities of getting, okay? Uh, no new cases yesterday, 0% growth yesterday, that's cool. 
uh, days to double at current rate, 301. So that's like over the course of a, that's almost, well, close to a year. I find, I find this stat interesting, not the total, but the active cases. So this is confirmed cases per 10,000 residents by municipality. And you can see that everybody is under one. Mm-hmm. And we all generally know the populations of our municipalities. You know, I think Niagara Falls is about 90. St. Catharines about 140, 150. Welland about 40 or 50,000. Something like that, yeah. yeah. So when you start, like, if Welland, if you assume 50,000, and their number's 0.2, so there's one person. Yeah. yeah. There's one person in Welland. So, Let's do the uh, math. So, And uh, great news for uh, West Lincoln and Wayne Fleet, Port Colbert, Niagara-on-the-Lake, all at zero. So... Knock on uh, knock on wood, as they say, we are uh, we're in good shape right now. All we can all we can hope is the fact that uh, people don't take this for granted, and we end up with a lot of situations like we had at Sunset Beach last night, because those are just breeding grounds for for increases in cases. And depending on where those people from, they disperse and go back to their own communities, wherever they may be, and bang, we're, we're back in the soup, you know? And, and those, are, those are the kinds of things that really make me crazy. Um, the, the biggest poster child for not wanting to be like them would be the United States right now, and not, not gonna do any American bashing, but they're in tough situations. Florida, something like 9,000 new cases, uh, and they're talking about, uh, starting up the NBA league in in Florida uh, in the, the very near future. Uh, the Blue Jays may be playing their away games at uh, Dunedin. And, like, why, why would any league want their players to go to a place that has the kind of increased uh, COVID situation that they do? And I mean, Colorado and California and uh, Florida, huge increases now, over, over the last little while. These stats here, Lee, again, these are Niagara numbers, and I find these fairly interesting when you talk about the severity of COVID-19. Okay, so these are through the entire course of the pandemic, is that correct? Yes. All right. 3.1% uh, cases admitted to intensive care, 13.1% cases hospitalized, 83.9, uh, so 84% of cases isolating at home. Um, I'm not sure how acceptable or non-acceptable those numbers are to professionals, but it seems pretty good to me so that they're not, it doesn't look like there's a huge, huge stress level on the, on the inpatient side of things, which is, which is great. That's how, that's my reading of it. If I've got it wrong, somebody let me know. Long-term care or retirement home residents. What's under there, Kev? Well, it's the uh, healthcare 24 workers. 24% of yeah, total tw cases, exactly. yeah. Exactly, and the 21.5, that's the uh, percentage of healthcare workers. Yeah. So, unfortunately, long-term care and healthcare workers making up about 50% of the total cases. Yeah. And, again, these are Niagara numbers. These are the numbers that pertain to us. That said, 82% of the total deaths are from long-term care or retirement home residents. Mm -hmm. And I think we said at the top 61. I mean, it's, you know, one is too many. Of course, and... And that area is definitely going to be an area of, of focus, the long-term health care. Um, 
all over the province and some of some of the stats and the the information that uh, has come out about some of these long-term care facilities was astounding and, uh, and and horrible for those of us that have elderly relatives you can only you can you can only shake your head and and, and hope that that is never anything you have to deal with because that's uh, some of some of those folks I my heart went out to them um, numerous times over the last few weeks now Lee Canada Day is coming up on Wednesday smack dab middle of the week although with COVID everybody's losing track of what the day is anyway. I know every day is a Sunday Canada Day plans for you I mean municipalities aren't really having public gatherings there's no fireworks shows that I know of we talked to Victoria fireworks it depends yeah. municipality by municipality whether or not you can buy them whether or not you can yeah. light them they're open by the way they're open, so check with your local municipality whether or not you can set them off in your backyard. I'm not a I'm, I'm not a big private celebrator of things like that. I am one of those people that uh, that does like to go to a a park and walk around and be with other people and see entertainment and uh, and and do those do those kinds of things to make it feel special. I'm not kind of I'm not one of those people that will sit on my front porch and wave the flag. <laughs> it's just it's just not not my thing I'll, I'll probably my wife will probably have me out in the garden doing stuff now kudos to I think it's um oh gosh what's the uh, the sugar bush out on Effingham Road yeah, yeah drove by there a couple of times on the weekend and all of a sudden somebody lined the property with Canadian flags oh that's great and there's one about every hundred meters and they probably have three or four kilometers of like roadside. Yeah, and it's just this huge swath of Canadian flags up there on Effingham, and I think it's the—is it Maple Farms? I forget the name of it. How can I forget the the name of it? Of uh, Maple something. Yeah, up on up on Effingham, everybody knows it. I was I was reading about them just a couple days ago. Yeah, so we'll and it, appear, it. it appears we'll to be it. their property. So so kudos to them and getting in the Canadian spirit and doing that a little bit ahead of time made me feel pretty proud. Yeah, that's cool. That's that's great that people do that. It's, when you've got a property like that and you're able to, to dress it up, it makes makes an impact. Uh, me sitting on my front porch waving a flag probably doesn't do much. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we can we can certainly point to, to Canada and uh, around here at Niagara and while there's always something that you can find fault with because uh, heaven knows nobody or no thing is is perfect when you when you compare us to things that are happening elsewhere um, we're we're pretty lucky we're pretty fortunate uh, I remember one time on that on that vein being at uh, a convention an industry convention and the guest speaker was talking about social mores and communication and uh, status, like a whole, you know, what speakers do. And, uh, and, and I guess there were maybe uh, six, seven hundred people in the room. And he started out by saying to everybody to, to look around. And so we did, we looked around, we wondered what he's asking us to do, some sort of drill. But uh, he said, look around. And then he said, you people in this room won the cultural lottery. You won the geographical, geographical cultural lottery by being, literally by just no fault of your own, being born into this society. When you look at, he said, look at everything that's going on around the world, he said, you people won the lottery, so you gotta feel good about that. 
<laughs> you won the genetic lottery. Now, I didn't win that $10 million lottery. That ticket's still out there. Not, well, like, like I said, you can't please all the people all the time, Kevin. You just can't. You just can't do it. Um, we would like to thank Barbara Inteen of Victoria Fireworks uh, for joining us today. We apologize to her for your internet connection. <laughs> <laughs> but, but but we got the information through, uh, and uh, so all the municipalities have different criteria when it comes to what you can do as far as fireworks are concerned. Make sure that you know what yours are. You check your local fire department, etc. When you go out to uh, Victoria Fireworks, all you have to do is ask them because they got all the information. Uh, Darcy Patrick, author, public speaker, survivor of 25 years worth, uh, 38 years worth of depression. Um, fascinating gentleman, you can Google him. And to Eric Thomas of Raceline Radio, we are going to have this conversation. Uh, we will do it uh, on the screen with audio and video. And I apologize uh, for whatever reason for setting you up and uh, then not being able to have that conversation today. But uh, mark your calendar, please, for a week from now. We'll get that done. Because it's still uh, it's still rele relevant. Motorsports in, in Niagara, uh, long, long history here. And uh, Eric's the guy to talk to about it. So we'll do that hopefully next week. Kevin, uh, as always, thanks for uh, working your magic behind the uh, behind the controls and you in front of them and that is uh, we stream Kevin Jack of we stream Niagara if you have uh, any sort of event that needs to be virtual anything at all that you have planned that you would like to bring the world to without actually bringing the world to it get in touch with we stream and they can make that happen all right uh, Nick and Niagara 411, keep up the great work. Uh, you keep us sharp and on our toes and happy to be associated with you. And of course, the 411 with me, Lee Sterry, fueled by Gales Gas Bars Limited. They'll be decked out in their Canada Day colors all over the region. And uh, check them out and uh, have a look at the rewards program at www.gales.ca. So, have yourselves a fabulously beautiful Monday, a wonderful Canada Day, and uh, we'll catch you for our first show of July. Episode number four of the 411 comes back in a week. Take care.